Welcome, sir, to this beautiful. Do I get to steal your line? I won't. Do it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, to this or, or, beautiful Tuesday morning. <laughs> yes, thank you, Sam. It's great to be with you uh, on the Sheriff Mac Show once again. Uh, I've uh, had a few times where I couldn't be on, and uh, I really appreciate being on today. It is a beautiful Tuesday morning here in Arizona. Uh, temperatures are mild, and this is when we get to brag to our sheriffs and friends in Illinois and Minnesota and Wisconsin that we live in Arizona. Wow, it is beautiful. Uh, come to Arizona, you can golf all yeah. year long. Election fraud and all. It's beautiful down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah no question <laughs> about that either. Uh, All right, Sheriff, you got an incredible quote from the greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered. This is in the Mac Prince V.U.S. Victory Landmark Decision written by Justice Antonin Scalia. And I want to remind people that Justice Scalia simply gave us a history lesson. And in this historic lesson and this historic decision, he says this. Residual state sovereignty, residual state sovereignty was also implicit, of course, in the Constitution's conferral upon Congress of not all governmental powers. But then what kind of powers did they have? He says that too, quote, but only discrete enumerated ones. And then he says that's Article 1, Section 8. So if we would simply follow the Constitution, uh, the federal government would not be able to do 90% of what it does now because of residual state sovereignty. And that means the state must stand and put the federal government back where they belong within their constitutional limitations. If there's no check and balance from the states, then the federal government will continue to get away with constant usurpations of, of power that are entirely unconstitutional. And Scalia, in this amazing, miraculous decision, when the only time in history where sheriffs sued the federal government and won, it is all in here. And this is my review of the case. And every American should have one of these in their pocket. Amen to that, cspoa.org. If you want to get your copy today, it's only a couple of bucks that it takes for us to print it and ship it to you. The Sheriff Mack Supreme Court case win, documenting the separations of powers, documenting jurisdictional boundaries, the great late Anthony Scalia delivering the reality check for all bureaucrats and professional do-gooders to stop exceeding your authority. They call it overreach, but that to me is too uh, soft uh, of a term. I've got a quick story and then a hero sheriff coming up on your TV, ladies and gentlemen. This is hilarious. Now, Jimmy Kimmel uh, tried to have Mike Lindell on his show. As you know, those two have been sparring back and forth. Jimmy trying to mock Mike. Mike uh, literally mocking Jimmy. Uh, it helps He's both been of on them the show stay before. famous. He's been on the show many times before. It's never a yeah. great relationship, but on one hand it is. They kind of spar back and forth a little bit uh, kindly. But Jimmy tried to humiliate Mike Lindell. So here's what he did. He said, hey, Mike, will you come on the show and appear in an arcade machine? Well, 
Mike Lindell said, sure, why not? And Jimmy was surprised, but they went forward with the plan. Here is part of what happened. All the colorful, unhinged characters who've come to prominence in the political era of Donald Trump. Our next guest is probably the most enthusiastic to help him overcome his debilitating fear of machines. We have installed him inside a claw machine for his interview tonight. And joining us now from the corner of Donkey Kong and Qbert, the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell. Hello, Mike. Jimmy Crumble, is that you? It's me. <laughs> well, Mike. First question, Mike, is why do you think people don't take you seriously? Well, I, you know, I want to tell you this, Jimmy. Remember okay. when we were kids and uh, we questioned these carnival games, whether they were rigged or not? Yeah, right. But when, but when we spoke up back then, I, we didn't get sued, did we? No, that's right. Hey, Mike, get rid of that kid. Will you give him a toy or something like that? There you go. You got a winner. It's a rigged game. It's a rigged game. It's a rigged game. <laughs> Mike, I know that you're distrustful of machines. Now that you're inside one, do you feel differently? No, same thing. There's, so there are computers can be rigged out there, yeah, absolutely, in elections. You know that. Did you ask Donald Trump uh, whether you should do this or not? Do you run this sort of thing by him? No, I didn't, Jimmy. I did this all on my own. I wanted to be on your show. You you, you know, you kept telling me to come on, but you you know, I seen the monologue there. You said it's because to put me in here because I was, wasn't vaccinated. You tricked me. You did it to be funny, huh? Yeah, no, I didn't. No, I didn't want you in there because you weren't vaccinated. I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, I don't even remember why I decided you should be in there. Just, <laughs> no, you said it on your show. It seemed like a good idea when it happened. I have to say, I was very surprised when you said you would do it. But you know, I put it out there, and so you said yes. So yeah. I, you know, I'm honoring that commitment that well, I no, made on the air. So last week, Mike, you uh, actually during the weekend, you you ran for chairman of the Republican National Committee. This is the committee that uh, is kind of in charge of fundraising. It decides where the money goes. It's a very powerful group. Correct. And you seemed, by my count, very confident that you had a chance to win this thing. Let's look at the tape. I'm running for chairman of the RNC, and I plan on winning. And you know what? I plan on winning. I want to win that RNC chair. We're ahead in every single poll out there. I'm 100% all in. And when I go all in, I go all in to win. I just want to win, everybody. Not only am I going to win, but we're going to, it's going to change real fast. Are you confident that you can win? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of them are going, do you think you can win? Do you think you win? Of course I'm going to win. Mike, some of the polls show you winning this. Oh, yeah, yeah, they all do. Now, Mike, the poll actually did show you as the favorite, right? The Rasmussen poll. That's correct, yep. And then this happened. Mike Lindell received four votes, Harmeet Dillon received 51 votes, and Ronna McDaniel received 111 votes. Now, does this seem like an indication that maybe your barometer when it comes to voting is off? No, what it seems like, Jimmy, is that the RNC did, that their representatives didn't listen to the people of our country that wanted a change in the RNC leadership because I was the top of all the polls. I almost doubled both of them combined in the Rasmussen report, which came out last Thursday, the day before the vote. So they, you know, I didn't realize that they, uh, you know, that they would, I would think that they would have went with what the people wanted because they represent the people. Do you believe this was a rigged election, too? No, absolutely not, Jimmy, because there was no machines involved. It was paper ballots hand-counted. Right. Okay. So um, you lost. You would have lost either way, I guess is what you're saying. Well, I don't know if I'd have machines. I, somebody could have filled with the numbers, right? 
You distrust machines. Um, does that is can does that extend to like sewing machines? Uh, yeah. Tell me, like, are what about ice machines? Are you okay with those? Maybe. I, you know what? I'm you know you can you can make fun of that, but we know the machines I'm talking about are voting machines, computers used in elections because we want to have elections and not selections. So not like the George Foreman lean mean grilling machine would not be on your list of things to melt down and make into prison bars. No, no, just the voting machines. We got enough of them to melt down into prison bars. Gloria Stefan and the Miami Sound Machine. They they're cool, right? What's that? I said Gloria Stefan and the Miami Sound Machine. I can't hear you, Jimmy. I can't hear you. You've ch- you've I'm sorry. Up. It turns out you're locked inside a claw machine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the differences between you and the claw machine is claw machines let go. And you will not let go of this voting thing, will you? Never. I want to save. I want to help save our country and... I love our country. I love the people in our country, and uh, we've got to get rid of the computers in our in our elections. Mike, I have to tell you, and I mean this sincerely. I believe that you that you believe this stuff. I believe that you are really convinced that. I mean, I, the evidence that you've presented is nonsensical, but I do believe that that you are convinced that there is some kind of a conspiracy or malfunction or whatever the case may be. I don't believe that Donald Trump believes that. I think Donald Trump is lying when he says he thinks the election was rigged. I think uh, Giuliani is lying when he says it. I think Kerry Lake is lying. I think for them, these are just excuses for losing an election. Uh, What do you say to that? Well, I say, um, Jimmy, no judge in the United States has looked at the evidence. They've all kicked the can on standing. No one has ever looked at the evidence based on merit. And isn't that, uh, I'm isn't just going to keep sounding the alarm until somebody looks at it. We gave it to the Facebook fact checkers, Alan Duke. He looked at it and he won't. Now he just went away because he knows it was true. But the I Supreme say to you, Court. Jimmy, I'll give I'll give the evidence to you. We'll okay. come back two months later. I'll pay for your cyber guy if the if the show can't afford it. We'll, 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 we'll have him check it out. You know, you're getting a big audience tonight, so you could afford it. Mike, Great. I'll bring Mike, you the you see that you see that little girl with the, the show. with that little girl with the overalls right, we'll on. We'll go ahead and stop it there. Eventually, he just starts coming out of the machine and getting crazy on the machine like he's psycho just to mock uh, Jimmy Kimmel. But every point Jimmy threw at him, in my opinion, Mike Lindell did well. Hey, do you think that means you just lost? No, that was paper ballots, and that one was hand-counted. It's legitimate. Do you think you lost no matter what? Well, if I had machines, I could have won. Right on through to the point where, hey, you know what? Um, Your evidence is nonsensical. Yeah, but you know what? A judge has never been willing to look at it. Hey, Jimmy, if you can't afford it, uh, hint, by the way, Jimmy Kimmel's ratings are melting down, and his best night was having on Mike Lindell, believe it or not. Uh, And he just mocks him and says, you know what? No judge has the guts to look at it. Why don't you look at it, and I'll pay for it. Uh, In my opinion, he took a very uh, manipulated circumstance designed to make him look like a fool, and he came out owning uh, the TV show. It was incredible. Uh, he even got a chance to promote my pillow uh, in the thing. Uh, it's pretty kind of comical. Uh, but there you have that. Sheriff Mack, any comment real quick? Yeah, I thought uh, Mike Lindell, who's a friend of yours and mine, uh, did very well. Uh, I thought the uh, little crumb machine that he was in was uh, very unique. Uh, 
a, a, a huge attention getter. And yeah, I wasn't, I wouldn't be at all surprised if this was one of the best shows Jimmy Kimmel had. He has to reach out to people who are correct, uh, to try to help his own show uh, stay alive. So, uh, he used Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell used him and Mike Lindell right. came out looking very solid. Because he was trying to make Mike Lindell get off of his center and make him look like a, a, a grumpy, old, discredited uh, man. And you see, by the way, he starts him in the machine. He says, hey, why don't people take you seriously? Huh? We got you in this yeah. mock game machine. And uh, in my opinion, Mike Lindell delivered so well. He didn't get offended. He wasn't grumpy. He was cheerful. Right. He mocked Jimmy till the cows came home. He had a great time with it. But then he scored incredible points about the truth. No, this one was counted by paper ballots and by hand. So you know what? It wasn't fraudulent. I lost. And, and but the, truth, the truth about the judges is also amazing. Yeah. No, the truth no about judges the judges. Also, Jimmy uh, got mocked as well because Mike Lindell mocked the poll. Did you see how he kind of did that? Jimmy or Jimmy's like, hey, you lost either way. No, the polls and the people wanted me. Now, either the right. polls lied or okay, or the polls are wrong. What happened there? He's like, I don't know, but I'm telling you that the hand counting is legitimate. That the paper ballots are legitimate. What may not be legitimate is your pollsters and that the RNC is willing to listen to the people. So uh, anyway, he made some incredible points. Let's let's introduce our guest real quick and get his take on this thing as well. Our guest today, oh, ladies and gentlemen, is making. You mean we have a sheriff from Illinois on the show today? Roger that. Oh, gosh. Well, go ahead. Macon County, me. Illinois Sheriff Jim Root with us. Integrity, leadership, accountability is his claim to fame. Jim Root for Sheriff.com. He's a law enforcement professional. He's a former Marine, and he's one of my latest heroes. Welcome to the broadcast, Sheriff. Uh, thank you for having me on. Um, sorry about the technical issues. Uh, you know, the oh, you're looking good. Ninja. No, yeah, you're looking I had, good. I had some problems there. I don't know if uh, Google just didn't like me or what. <laughs> no worries, sir. They block everything we do, by the way. I've had to add the Liberty Roundtable streams to YouTube and uh, Facebook and Rumble because they're taking down Bridie on how long they'll leave me up. Time will only tell. Nevertheless, we'll share the word, spread the love the best we can. What do you think of the Jimmy Kimmel Mike uh, Lindell spar, Sheriff? Well, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get to listen to it, and I don't watch Jimmy. Uh, I think that he's. Uh, I don't either, unless you know, Mike Lindell's on there. <laughs> you know, if I would have known. That's, but first, get, that's the first I'll time get, I've ever watched him. You know, anytime that you you go on to some of these shows, you're you're going to get attacked um, because of the way that you believe, or you know, if you don't think that the elections was was correct, yeah, they're going to come after you. They're going to make you. They're trying to be a little you. Uh, that's the hard part about it. But uh, if you stand up and, you know, stand your ground, uh, they don't have a, a leg to stand on because, you know, their philosophies of, you know, this didn't happen uh, is not correct because everybody knows that uh, people in elections, they do make mistakes. Now, does it result to the amount of what uh, Trump had in 2020? I can't tell you because, as he said, they have not looked at the judges have not looked at it. Well, and that no. is the quintessential problem where I don't really have any credibility for Jimmy Kimmel and others. When you won't look at it, you got to wonder why. 
Sheriff? Well, I think it's probably because they're afraid of, of, of putting the merits to it. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, judges out there, you know, some of them are appointed, uh, and that's, you know, a problem. The ones that are elected will, are, are more likely to stand up and do the right thing because they're elected by the people, not so much appointed by another group of judges. So, and that's uh, the big difference between a police chief and a sheriff as well, right? Yeah, that is correct. Uh, police chiefs are, uh, appointed by the, the mayor or the city council and, uh, those people are elected, but the uh, the sheriff is actually elected by the people and is a direct representative of those people. All right. Illinois is, I don't know what you want to call it, ground zero when it comes to the right to keep and bear arms right now. The governor went psychotic on us all, betrayed his oath of office, in my humble opinion. Uh, about 90 sheriffs, from what we understand, out of 102 standing up and saying, not on our watch. Uh, the battle's on, right? Yeah, the battle's on. The The issue with it is, is you know, there was probably a few that um, probably would have came on uh, that probably are uh, represented by a larger of the uh, liberal side of, of the electorate. Uh, they're not going to go against the governor that's of the same party, so they, they tend to uh, stand down when it comes to these these issues. Uh, the ones that are elected by the people and the people want them to stand up, they have the ability to and will stand up for the people that elect them. Sheriff Mack? Well, Sheriff Root, th this is quite historic in a lot of ways, but let's explain to all of our viewers and, and supporters here at Bright on TV the, the the rumor mill and some of the articles have said there are now up to 90 sheriffs in Illinois out of, correct me if I'm wrong, 102 sheriffs in the state, correct? Yes, that is correct. And so is there really 90? Because that means Democrat and Republican alike are now standing against the governor and the state legislature on this ridiculous gun control measure. Is that where the numbers line up now? That is where the numbers line up, and this is kind of similar to what they referred to as the Safety Act. That was also uh, one of those controversial issues that uh, uh, the legislature and the governor passed uh, back in 2021. It was to go into effect January 1st of this year, and then you had, uh, I believe it was 68 state's attorneys and a few sheriffs within that state's attorney group that took it upon themselves to sue the governor and the uh, attorney general to prevent that no bond, which was the Safety Act, had a, a this is this reoccurring no bond uh, idea that they, they have is to, you know, not have bond and let people out of jail for, you know, essentially revolving door, uh, right. the state's attorneys did sue them and did find that uh, that was unconstitutional as it stands. And then the Illinois Supreme Court went back and said, you know, even though this applies to 68 or 67 of the 102 counties, the Supreme Court said it's going to be across the board until it gets to the court system. Wow. Okay. Well, so and that's the same, uh, and that is, the, 
And that is the same, that is the same kind of idea that the uh, sheriffs, uh, but we didn't file a lawsuit against the the governor. We are um, letting the citizens sue the governor and the attorney general for the purposes of getting this through the courts. Well, you sheriffs are doing your job. You're nullifying by saying no. We don't have to take everything to court. Uh, we just say no. If they give if they give you an unconstitutional order, say no. And I guess many of you have said no. We're not going to enforce that. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. They they uh, we basically have said this is unconstitutional, and we want this to go through the courts before this goes uh, into effect. Because uh, with this, they're actually wanting uh, these law abiding citizens to register their guns. Uh, for the purposes of, I don't know, coming down the road five years from now and then coming in sweeping them out and saying that you can't have these and, you know, we're going to take them. I don't know what their, what their agenda is. Registration is always, uh, registration is always followed by confiscation sooner or later. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Well, well, Sheriff Root, I have a question for you. I need to understand this. I'm just the average Joe. I'm not a police officer, never have been. The closest I get is being traffic cop on the radio and TV, right? So, but here's the question for you. If the governor is sworn to uphold the United States Constitution and the Illinois Constitution, and part of that codified in law is you have a right to keep and bear arms, and that right shall not be infringed. And then he goes off and does this, and I'll finish my question on the other side, but shouldn't we just flat out arrest the criminal? Let's talk about it with Sheriff Jim Root, Richard Mack, and yours truly on Brideon TV. All right, when we come back, I'll just rephrase it, uh, Sheriff Root, and then let you respond, but I'm just saying. We offer a variety of colloidal silver solutions that we make in Texas. Satellite phones have been wiped out globally because of the supply chain collapse and war in Europe. But a truly amazing new option has emerged, the Bivy Stick, which allows you to send and receive text messages using almost any mobile device without relying on cell towers at all. In a world where war, riots, or a power grid failure can happen literally at any time, the Bivy Stick and its two-way satellite messaging gives you the power to reach loved ones, to send emergency messages or request a rescue. And to use this device, you do not have to register your name and you don't need to turn on location services or reveal your geographic location. The battery life is several days in duration and you can easily recharge it using a small portable power bank. There are only about 20,000 Bibby sticks that will be available in America this year. Get yours now while they're still available at sat123.com. That's sat 123.com. Thanks for your support of this platform. Use the code BTV at checkout for additional savings. Brighteonstore.com. SAT123.com, they have put together a really incredible package, emergency backup communication systems, power systems. We've got sat phones, 
We've got uh, solar panels and also the big 400 watt solar panel behind us there. And why does this matter? Because of course, right now we are dealing with massive risk of blackouts. And the power grid is just failing, you know, intermittently, but it's going to get worse because we've also got energy shortages. Think about the lack of coal power, the diesel problems that are happening right now. If you're in the military or the National Guard or Border Patrol, or law enforcement and you need to be able to function even when the power grid goes down or maybe you're a first responder rescue team firefighter paramedic you name it you need to know about this equipment so sat123.com folks All right, Macon County, Illinois Sheriff with us, Mr. Jim Root. Leadership, accountability, integrity. Jim Root for Sheriff.com to learn more. He's a hero sheriff in Illinois. And I'm basically saying right before the pause, look, Governor Pritzker there literally swore out to uphold the United States Constitution and the state of Illinois Constitution. Uh, the legal Supreme law says I have a right and all the Illinois citizens have a right to bear arms and that right shall not be infringed. Now, if you happen to be, um, you know, disabled or whatever else, he's banning all kinds of stuff that relate to you, to everybody else infringement. So when the governor violates the Supreme law to that degree, I mean, he didn't just say, I have this opinion. He literally signed it into law, betrayed his oath of office, and then threatened with firing, even though he has no authority to do that, anybody who doesn't jump in lockstep to violate the supreme law of the land. To me, that's criminal activity, and the governor should be arrested. Now, I'm just a layman. I'm not a police officer or anybody else, but I'm just asking from Joe Q. Public, um, Sheriff, what the heck? Can't we just stop this criminal? I mean, he swore an oath to protect our rights, and now he's betrayed that, Jim Root. So what you're going to have is you're going to have a series of lawsuits. Um, we don't have the – in Illinois, we don't have the ability to do a recall or anything of that nature for uh, our elected officials, including me. That's the only way that I'm going to get knocked out of office is uh, if I was to com- commit a criminal act and be removed as a, as a result of doing something. You mean like the governor's done? Uh, well, there's nothing in the statute that says a politician can't lie, cheat, and steal, um, but they do. They they lie to us all the time, um, and I I have no faith in any of them that uh, that that will tell us one thing and then go vote uh, a different way when they say, hey, you know, we we want to protect. Yeah, your but if rights, you try to set just... up laws that undermine the supreme law of our land, at some point. It becomes warfare on the Constitution, doesn't it? It does, uh, but we live uh, right now. I'm in a, I'm in a, a state of Illinois. If it was in the state of another state where, uh, you know, it it's not the way that it is. I'm in one of the most corrupt states when it comes to uh, the way that it operates. It's really just un- un- unidentifiable. That. Well, you know, you got. <laughs> You you got a lot of different um, no, you know, we know politicians what is. 
Illinois is one messed up place when it comes to how politics. Many, how many governors have gone to prison in, from Illinois? Well, we've had both Republicans and uh, Democrats alike that have been sent to prison for uh, some of their illegal activities. But uh, let, until we let me, get let them me follow the courts, up. Let me follow up real quickly with what Sam has said, and and I know this is something maybe uh, a lot of public officials and law enforcement haven't thought about. If I swear an oath and I wittingly and knowingly violate that oath, have I not committed perjury? And is is well, that not? Let, let's ask a that even further. Act? Not only not only did you do that, Sheriff, but then you're forcing others by smashing their bread bowl. In other words, I'll fire you. You lose your income, your ability to support your family. If you don't go along in my criminal activity, it's another level. Yeah, but well, he can't do it. Yeah, he has no authority, to, uh, you know, within, you know, the governor to remove an, a duly elected sheriff in Illinois. Um, yeah, at but least would not, you agree, not would you agree what, with my comment that is that perjury or not? I mean, if I swear an oath in court and I lie – I can be charged with perjury. If he's take, he's taken a public oath swearing that he will uphold and defend the Constitution and then he wittingly and knowingly, maybe ignorantly, because everybody else does it, he can claim that. But is that, do you believe that's a crime of perjury or, or not? Well, if you're, if you're, if you're, if he was swearing in his oath in, in a court of law, it would be considered perjury because that's in the court system. As you do a ceremonial, uh, swearing of the oath in, in public doesn't necessarily mean that it is in the court of law, which couldn't be considered as perjury, but it is definitely a, a violation of your oath of office if you decide that you're going to, uh, violate people's constitutional rights. And there is a remedy for that. And it's called uh, a federal court, federal lawsuit. Um, and if it's willful and wanton, then yes, you could be held with damages and be sanctioned and, and removed from uh, office. I don't know, but uh, you know, there there's probably damages associated for those people that have lost their ability to uh, have a second amendment in Illinois. Yeah, but just like the election integrity issue, the judges won't touch it. They'll just say, no standing here, disabled veteran. You don't have a leg to stand on. No standing here, sheriff. Uh, you're just a sheriff. And uh, what I mean is we play games with this. Everybody wants to back out of it. Uh, we're not trying to put you on the hot seat for it. You and I and everybody else are just doing the best we can to kind of figure this out. But I look at this and I say, we have got to push back harder. Uh, but we've got to remain uh, with the moral high ground in doing so, sheriff. Well, and I'm, I'm a perfect example of that. Um, in 2018, I won my election, or I lost my election by one vote. Um, and it took me two and a half years to sue the election authority and the, the, the seated sheriff to get my rifle spot on within the department. Uh, two and a half years, they, they bogged it down, motions to dismiss, everything that they could throw at me but the kitchen sink. And finally, you know, two and a half years later, I'm, I'm finally got my seat and then turned around and went straight back into a reelection campaign because a year and a half left in my, my term really wasn't enough to get wait, anything wait, done. Wait, 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 wait. If you, if you lost by one vote, how did you, they, they, they reinstated, they put you in as sheriff after losing by one well, vote? 
What what happened? It took it, it took two and a half years to get through the court system. Remember when like Lydell or Mike Lindell said, he goes, none of the judges wanted to hear this. Well, I got right. my lawsuit into court. And it took two and a half years of a lawsuit to get well, and what, win. What were you suing on? What did you What did you challenge? I challenged the because uh, they withheld two votes when they uh, when the election authority oh. counted the votes. There was two votes that was handed to the election authority, and they just took those two votes and set them on a shelf uh, and didn't count them. And then when I found out about it during our discovery process. Uh, I basically filed a lawsuit against them. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you won this lawsuit? Hold on. You won this lawsuit? Yes, I won. All right. So hold on. Now, Jimmy Kimmel says your evidence is nonsensical, Mike Lindell. Why don't you go on Jimmy Kimmel Live after and say, but I won a lawsuit over it, Jimmy. How is that nonsensical, (laughs) sir? I'm never going to go on Jimmy Kimmel. I don't like Hollywood. I don't. Uh, we could we could start you out in a jail cell to mock you, sheriff, and then you could say you won the Supreme Court case, or not you Supreme put me Court. In an you orange the jumpsuit. Case. Yeah, yeah. You put yeah. me in an orange jumpsuit. Yeah, we'll, we can talk about that. So yeah. then, how how did your re- how did your reelection turn out? Uh, so I they <laughs> so because of who I am, I guess they decided to throw a Republican at me. I'm a Republican. I'm I'm a conservative. Uh, they threw a Republican at me, and I beat him 74%. I took 74% of the electorate during the primary. So wait a minute. We overcome election fraud and win, and then we win with a landslide? This is getting better well, by the with... second. And then they threw a, a, and then they threw a, a, a Democrat at me uh, who voted in the Republican primary, and we were able to throw them out because they uh, you can't vote in a primary – of one party and then run in that yeah, election. Yeah, is that election right. fraud in the state to do so? Uh, no, it's not, but it's uh, it, it disqualifies it's you as a candidate if you do that. It's it's actually I against see. the law to, to do that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's weird how we define election fraud, right? So it's election integrity uh, problematic, to say the least. But there you go. Very strange, and we commend you, Jim, for your fortitude, for your willingness to stand up to these clowns. And that's what it's going to take to stop this gun control uh, assertion uh, by the governor, who, in my opinion, is a criminal. And I'm just going to say it straight out. I don't see how you swear an oath to protect that right for all Americans, and then you literally use every tool you have to violate that right. Well, they they don't have enough, they, you know, they don't have any... Um any integrity <laughs> let's say that you know they uh, they get elected and they don't they don't they no longer represent the people um, a lot of times they will you know get into office and the only thing that they're uh, focused on is getting reelected again because it is no longer a service to the people that are electing you it is more of a self-serving uh, purpose to uh, keep getting elected so that you can keep getting a paycheck a bunch of corruption. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so you got reelected in tw- just last year, then. Twenty twenty two. Yes. Well, that that's a that's wow. an amazing story, show. Well, uh, hey, um, 
how how are we going to be able to reach out to all these Illinois sheriffs and have them come to our training? And I and I want every sheriff to understand in Illinois, whether you took a stand on this or not, that we can show you absolute documented proof and evidence that what you sheriffs are doing is absolutely correct. And it's actually your official responsibility to do so. You're not just because we don't have no sheriff in this country has a, a any kind of responsible responsibility or lawful obligation to go along with politicians who are violating the constitution. Quite to the contrary, we took an oath and we have an obligation to keep that oath irrespective of what the, the legislature or governor does. And to be quite honest with you, even irrespective of what the courts say, I still have an obligation to uphold and defend the Constitution no matter what other public official tells me is correct or not correct. I have to keep my oath to uphold and defend the Constitution. And I will do that. And they want to throw me out of office or they want to uh, arrest me. I am not going along with tyranny and the corruption that is now destroying our Constitution. That's the problem in America, the destruction of our Constitution. I applaud you and the other sheriffs of Illinois. And I hope we can get a, a good crowd of sheriffs there on March 4th. Yeah, how yeah, do we I'd get like to uh, enough people to our trainings, uh, Sheriff? Yeah, uh, I, I, they, I think that you're going to probably get some people there. Now, how you get them there um, might be something different. There's, uh, well, I'll, there's I'll, avenues I'll to get the word later, out. I'll call you later today how we can get that invitation out to everybody, and I hope that we can do that. And um, so I'll, I'll need your help maybe getting all their emails, and, and uh, we'll send something out. We also have um, uh, some other organizations that are with us on this. One is the American Police Officer Alliance, and uh, they're they're wanting to help. And, and it's not just the crazy Sheriff Mack thing. And 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 I want I know you've seen some crazy things about me on the internet, and the uh, national press, the mainstream press especially, has been going after Sam and me and our uh, CSP CSPOA organization, and they've called us racists and white supremacists and radicals and extremists and uh, even anti-American, but uh, none of these things are true. By the way, Sheriff, they're trying to... them a little bit. Uh, Jim's on the TV with us, well, and so everybody else can see him, but me and I don't know what race he is, and I don't care. Just saying. Oh yeah, uh, Sheriff Root. Sa Sam is blind, so he doesn't know if you're black or white or in between. Oh. I don't care either, Sheriff. <laughs> I'm grateful for your care. leadership and your example either way, by we the way. Care. Now, just a little bit more for those clowns that say there's no evidence like the Jimmy Kimmels and the judges and everybody else. Uh, Sidney Powell will be joining us on the radio program next hour, by the way, uh, just so you know. Uh, but listen, election under investigation after votes were double counted, uh, possibly flipping the outcome of a race. Where is this? Officials in New Jersey have now announced a formal investigation into the, quote, general election results from, I think it's Monmouth County. Is that how you say it? That's a statement from the attorney general of the state, Matthew Platkin. He confirmed a full investigation is warranted based on the 
Jimmy, listen, evidence at hand. Ooh. So there you have it. Now, you Jim's met, example. You Jimmy Kimmel, um, not, not uh, Sheriff, Sheriff Root. Of course, yes, Jimmy Kimmel. There you go. So now you got a real sheriff standing up and saying, hey, he had to go to court to correct an election. And now you got officials in New Jersey and the attorney general saying we got a problem, votes were double counted. How do we say this is no evidence, gentlemen? Go ahead, Sheriff. It's it, it's definitely evidence. Now, uh, to the is it enough to to sway an election? Uh, depends on how widespread it is. Uh, in my case, we were talking forty thousand votes. Um, I lost by one, but when I uh, came out the other side, I won by sixteen. Uh, so there's a big difference between uh, somebody making a, a, a an error and actual voter fraud. Now, when you start stuffing ballot boxes and uh, voting for uh, yeah. absentee ballots and somebody votes. else's name, that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. It's it's watering down our uh, our our people that are legally voting. It waters down their vote. But Sheriff, let me ask you, in your case where they just literally put two votes on a shelf, is that intent to commit fraudulent elections? Or is that just like, oh, Larry didn't mean to. He got busy and he almost spilled his Coke and he put them up there to preserve them, don't you know? Kind of a, I mean, what are we talking about here? So I don't think this was done on purpose. I think what happened was, is this was the, uh, the county clerk was, this was his last year. He was retiring. Uh, the guy that was uh, replacing him uh, was running in an election. Uh, he ended up switching it from it he was a democrat i'm a republican um i don't think that he intentionally did it i think that it was more of a a, a mistake uh the people that then hold on if it was a mistake when it gets brought up why not just correct it why force you to go all the way to court well that's the problem uh there you know we asked them to correct it before, and they refused to do it and refused to take action. Uh, and that came from the state's attorney's office who said, we're not going to do anything with this. This will have to go through uh, the court process. And so, you know, we didn't have the ability uh, to correct it. We asked them to, but they refused. And then we ended up having to, uh, to sue. And, you know, two and a half years later, we win. Yeah. So I got to I got to know this. I, this is so did they give you back pay? Did and and the other sheriff he was removed from office and you were put in as the the sheriff? What what, what was all that logistically? So uh when I when I actually won my law my lawsuit, uh, he said that he was going to appeal it. Um, I said, that's fine. You can appeal it all you want. Uh, unless you get a stay, you're going to be removed from office. And he decided that the chances of him winning on the grounds of uh, everything that we had in the recount um, was probably slim. So they, uh, he just decided to retire. And uh, I was uh, sworn in on the office. And then I never did ask for my back pay, but the, uh, the county board, the county commissioners. Hey, you give it to me, people. You know, they, so they decided that it was the right thing to do. 
Oh, good. Well, it, it was the right thing to do. Well, that's an amazing story, Sheriff. We're really glad you're on board. Uh, we really appreciate what you and the other sheriffs in Illinois are doing. 90 sheriffs standing for liberty, uh, standing for what's right, standing against tyranny, standing against vapid politicians who don't know, uh, especially in Illinois, where it is extremely correct, uh, corrupt. You are correct on that. It is an amazing corrupt uh, uh, legislature. And this also gets to me big time. How is it that they have the most strict gun control laws already in Chicago? And so what do they do? They double down with more gun control as if that's going to do anything to the crime in the inner cities of, of Illinois and especially Chicago. Uh, how, how have you brought that up? So uh, Chicago is one of the most violent cities uh, in Illinois. Uh, there's literally every weekend there's 50, 60, 70 shootings, you know, victims. I don't know how many homicides. One of the most violent in the world. It is very much violent. And taking uh, guns away from law-abiding citizens is not the answer. Uh, it's the enforce the, the, the criminal statutes for those people that are violating it some of the you know these people right. that are doing these crimes are felons they shouldn't have had guns to begin with and if your gun laws worked um these people would already be held accountable <laughs> amen to that working. sheriff <laughs> sheriff what can we best do as the constitutional sheriffs and peace officers association uh, and we the people what can we best do to help you, Sheriff Jim Root, in your stand to protect our God-given rights? You've interposed in a big way uh, between the governor and the people to protect the people. What can we do to support you the best, sir? So get the word out to, you know, what the uh, organization does and, you know, educate the other sheriffs uh, that may not be aware that, that they have an obligation to um, stand up for the Constitution. They took an oath. They're the closest uh, people to the actual people that elected them. So uh, they are their voice, uh, whether it's uh, victims of crimes, that is the voice of, of, of the people because, you know, they want to be held, hold these criminals accountable. And in order to do that, they need good sheriffs that's willing to put these people in jail. Sheriff Mack? Well, we got 30 seconds to go, Sam. So I, I just want to thank Sheriff Root uh, for his courage and for his dedication to America. Sheriff, thank you so much. I'll see you soon, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank Sydney you. Sydney Powell night. coming up next on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, LibertyRoundTable.com. The Sheriff Mack Show. You want to become part of the posse? That's coming up today as well. CSPOA.org on Brighteon.tv. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. 
the solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Man, what an incredible hour on Bridie on TV. Yeah, Macon County, Illinois, Sheriff Jim Root with us, along with Sheriff Mack and myself. Jim Root for Sheriff.com. His story is riveting, ain't it, folks? Jimmy Kimball, or Kimmel, attempted to humiliate Mike Lindell and lost big. It was incredible, folks. Also, officials in New Jersey have announced a formal investigation into the general election because they say... Hey, evidence warrants a full investigation. That's what the Attorney General of uh, New Jersey basically had to say about it, folks. Double counting votes in Mammoth County. I find that incredible. I really do. I find that something to really go, wait a minute. And then you look at what happened. The Democrat put two votes on the shelf requiring the sheriff we just had on TV with us, to lose. But he pushed back and said, wait a minute, hold on. A year and a half plus later, he wins. Jim Root, now sheriff. And I know Jim is saying he doesn't believe it was intentional, but when it was, if it was not intentional, when it was discovered, why wouldn't he go, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. But no, what they did was they dug in and said, no, we're going to let this stand anyway, even though we know it's... Pro- it took him going to court, took a long time to get the truth out on that. Now, you can debate if that's election fraud. You can debate if that was intentional or not all day long if you want to. And I'm not here to argue with you about that. What I am here to say, though, is, look, that's why we're not calling it election fraud a lot of times. It's election integrity issues. Whether he did that intentionally or not, we can't prove. But what we can say is they sure had resistance to the truth. Uh, They would call it a conspiracy theory till Jim Root Sheriff wins. Then what? So, see, that really needs to go on Jimmy Kimmel Live. And we probably need to put uh, Jimmy uh, in a um, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, probably like in a a prison cell, would would do this kind of mock thing. And and, uh, the sheriff could let Jimmy out because Jimmy's just in the media. But we could really talk about these election issues in a meaningful way in a way that would highlight there are election integrity problems. And we're here to correct them, whether they're big or small, 
whether they say they're fraud or whether we say, no, it's just anomalies or unintentional or intentional. We can debate that until the cows come home, but we are partnering with True the Vote at the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. True the Vote, CSPOA, working together to create education for sheriffs, America's last hope, the county sheriff, so that sheriffs can dig into this in meaningful ways and say, look, I don't care if the issue is big or small. If there's anomalies, if there's weird things surrounding the election, we will dig and we will do our best to create transparency and accountability. We will do it within the scope of the law. Uh, we will not, uh, you know, gnash our teeth and foam at the mouth or do anything crazy. Uh, but we will create accountability. And the more cases that come forward that document the truth, and we just gave you two of them in this hour, we gave you the good sheriff's example. We gave you the example in New Jersey. Two factual evidence-based cases. One under serious investigation right now in the great state of New Jersey. Right now, the sheriff, the good sheriff, uh, Jim Root, he won. That's evidence that proves so successful, so valuable, so critical that he won. So, Jimmy, all you naysayer conspiracy wackos out there, what happens when it's fact? And there was a conspiracy. Huh? What happens then? So, folks, we're going to be meeting uh, with True the Vote to put more of our plans in place for training on this. We're going to come up with solutions that the American people can do. We're going to come up with guidelines and support for sheriffs to pull off these unique kind of investigations that oftentimes are beyond the sheriff because they're digital, they're technical, they're hard. We're going to put plans in place. We're going to put a blueprint together. We're going to put funding together to support these sheriff's departments that don't have the funding to battle these issues. And we're going to do it all as the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org. Stay with me next hour. I got Sydney Powell with me. If you wait a little later and join the posse, Sheriff Max running the posse today, CSPOA.org. Become a member. Get involved in the county sheriff, America's last hope, solutions to the problems we face. After all, we declare this nation shall endure. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Donate today. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for February the 7th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is Hour 2 of 2. 
The goal always to promote God, family, and country and to protect life, liberty, and property. And to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the checks and balances to restore the republic peacefully. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Uh, welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. We have a great guest today. Sydney Powell uh, is with us. And as you know, she is a, I don't know what you want to call it, an author, a federal appellate attorney. Uh, she's author of the book Licensed to Lie and co-author of an incredible book, Conviction Machine. Um, she's the president of Defending the Republic.org. Her website also is sydneypowell.com. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, Sydney. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be with you. All right. There's so many things that have transpired since you were on the radio with us last time. And I just want to kind of start with some of that. You know, they tried to destroy you and failed. Let's start there, Sydney. <laughs> well, they're still working on it. They have not given up. Uh, I think one of the most egregious abuses of power is the State Bar of Texas coming after me to try to take my law license. And that is simply, really simply because I filed the four election lawsuits alleging the massive machine fraud that we had scads of evidence of, yet no judge heard the first witness in any of our cases. So anybody now, Mike, who says Mike Lindell been, just went on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and Jimmy Kimmel tried to mock Mike Lindell and make him look like a fool. Mike Lindell ate Jimmy Kimmel for lunch. And one of the points made there in that in, in exchange on national television was the fact that no judges looked at this stuff, Sydney. Exactly. How can they go after you and question your license when they've never even let it go or come to fruition? No one's evaluated it. It's like we're, we're going to reject it on standing. We're going to say you're a crackpot, a nutcase. We're going to threaten your law license and say uh, you're filing frivolous lawsuits intentionally. Uh, you're a, a paper terrorist. I don't know what words they're using. But when a judge hasn't even been willing to look at the evidence, how do we make those claims? I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't understand it either, Sam. It's the darnest thing I've seen. It really is. It's just an egregious abuse of power and the same by the judge who sanctioned us in Michigan. That's on appeal now. I argued that appeal, and you can listen to the almost two-hour argument at defendingtherepublic.org. Uh, we just filed a brief. Uh, Governor Evers was denied sanctions against us, and we ha he appealed that, so we had to file an appellate brief in the Seventh Circuit on that matter. Interesting, no press has done anything with our responsive brief on that. They want to tout how we were sanctioned all over the place, but they don't want to report on any of the actual briefing that explains what happened and, and why we did nothing wrong. But you're only saying the right. appeal doesn't happen, though, too, right? It's not really a sanction yet, is it? Um, well, Judge Parker in Michigan ordered us to take, I think it was 12 hours of uh, continuing legal education courses. And we had to do that uh, because she did not stay that portion of the order. Not that I'm on taking but aren't you CLE appealing courses. It <laughs> yeah, but she ordered us to do that before we could complete the appeal. And, I guess so. My uh, question would, though is, if you appeal something, though, wouldn't that put it on hold until we see who's going to win? No, not unless the court issues a stay. See, ladies and gentlemen, think about that. 
and this is the harassment, and I, and I did this on purpose because I know exactly what you're saying. The problem is, folks, they can harass you till the cows come home. Even if you win, they can make you pay so hard that you lose, Sydney. Yeah, the, the process itself is egregious punishment. I mean, I can't tell you the time I've had to waste defending myself when our cases never got heard in the first place. Now, Stacey Abrams' case got heard in Georgia, and there were no sanctions issued there that I know of. <clears throat> she actually got us through summary judgment into a trial. We didn't get the first piece of discovery. But she lost, right? Uh, yeah, she ultimately lost. Yeah. But now apparently you, you guys, have to be Stacey Abrams to get your case heard. You guys, I guess there's a double standard. They don't want to hear your case. But we have more and more and more evidence coming out. Uh, just so you know, last hour I had on a hero sheriff on TV uh, with myself and Sheriff Richard Mack. I don't know if you know, but I'm the CEO of CSPOA with Sheriff Richard Mack as well. Uh, as a talk show host, but we had on Macon County, Illinois Sheriff Jim Root, and here's what happened. He lost his election by two votes, huh. and uh, he they put the two votes up on a shelf. Then he investigated, found out it was a problem, and sued. They eventually tried to say they wouldn't do anything with it, but eventually he sued, and eventually he won, and they overturned it, and he won, and he's now sheriff now. Excellent. Now, that's, ladies and gentlemen, it, uh, that might be a small difference in votes, but it proves our point like nobody's business, does it not? Oh, it totally does. And in Antrim County, I think it was Michigan, where they found the 6,000-vote flip uh, that wound up uh, you know, adding 16,000 votes to Biden that really went to Trump, and they got that fixed. They also passed a marijuana issue by one vote. Wow. Yeah. And, now, Jimmy and mocked Mike Lindell, but Mike Lindell ate him for lunch. So uh, Mike Lindell lost, as you know, um, trying to become the RNC uh, committee chair or whatever. Somebody else won. Of course all the polls he did. Showed, all the polls showed Mike winning, but Mike lost big. And so then Jimmy tried to bring that up and say, so you just lost. And is this election fraud? And Jimmy's like, no, they actually did that with paper ballots. Counted it by hand. I lost. And then he's like, well, doesn't that mean you're a loot? No, it means the polls aren't correct. Uh, you got to go back to your pollsters and find out what's wrong with those people. But furthermore, why didn't, well, the people wanted Mike Lindell. Why did the RNC leadership uh, just vote in somebody else anyway? They're not listening to the people. So uh, Jimmy uh, lost every one of those exchanges. Uh, I thought that was, a, it's, it's, it's comedy. Uh, because of the way he tried to make fun of Mike Lindell. But Mike Lindell scored so many valuable points in that interview that highlight our views. It's not even funny. And on top of that, then, officials in New Jersey now have announced a formal investigation into the, quote, general election results uh, in, I think it's Monmouth, as I say it, County. Uh, a statement from Attorney General Matthew Platkin confirmed a full investigation is warranted based on the evidence at hand how much more evidence do we need when this kind of stuff happens i don't know i mean our mathematicians and statisticians that are absolutely brilliant men said we were looking at physically scientifically impossible results for biden it simply wasn't possible you can't 
flip a coin and have it come up heads 134,000 times in a row. There's a lot of people really trying hard on this. I know you are. I know several other attorneys are. Uh, I don't believe Giuliani is genuine in my opinion about this. That's a long story. Patrick Burns, well-known patriot, former CEO of Overstock, literally says, hey, I'm willing to go on national TV and expose the truth to the point where you will have to arrest everybody that I point to. And if I lose, you can hang me by sundown. Uh, He's literally making that open challenge because he went to Donald Trump and Giuliani was sitting in the room and he showed uh, election fraud based on uh, manipulated software on machines. Uh, And Donald Trump was ready to do something about it. And Giuliani talked him out of it. That's according to to, uh, Patrick. Uh, This is getting thicker by the second. And the people who are doing their very best to get to the bottom of this, there's a lot of us. uh, We're gaining ground. Sydney, I know it's slow and painful and people believe uh, there's nothing happening, but we're getting ground. Well, I would encourage everyone to look at the videos that we have up at DefendingTheRepublic.org on election fraud because it goes back to the year 2000. And we have testimony of Clint Curtis, a computer programmer, before the Special Committee of the House Judiciary in Ohio in 2004, sworn testimony where he talks about having been hired by a Republican in Florida to write an algorithm to change votes, to flip votes for Bush in South Florida. And he explains essentially how he did that and how code can be written to even disappear once it does its job. What what they're saying is they distracted us with hanging chads while behind the scenes the software did its work. And then it's software that's smart enough to to do its duty uh, and then bail and and not even appear anywhere, right? Exactly. And at the same time, there there was the hanging chad uproar. That was done deliberately, according to Sequoia whistleblowers. There's a huge documentary on that that you have to dig up, but we have that also at DefendingTheRepublic.org where the Sequoia whistleblowers explained that bad paper was purposely sent to that county to cause the problem. And that was done to both usher in the machines, and I believe it was done to distract also from the 16,000-vote, quote, glitch, end quote, that happened supposedly as a result of a faulty memory card in another county in Florida. But it makes me wonder if it wasn't the software that Clint Curtis wrote. Sidney Powell, stay there. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to get to the bottom of election integrity issues. If we don't, America's done. If they get away with this, they will be emboldened like you cannot believe. DefendTheRepublic.org. Sidney Powell with me in seconds on your radio. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey. Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. 
Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Sidney Powell on your radio. Uh, I don't know where to go with this, Sidney, because we're trying hard. We're gaining some ground. Uh, but if we're not very careful and if we don't wake America up to this and start insisting that something change, we're in real, real trouble. You've mentioned that. They've kind of manipulated that, mocked that out of uh, uh, vogue, so to speak. They made it kind of, you know, oh, man, that's just conspiracy theory. But the evidence is with us. Time is on our side. The truth, uh, the wheels of justice when it comes to the truth grind ever so finely, ever so slowly. Uh, But I bring this up because, you know, what do we need to do to take this to the next level? Americans are really trying hard, and a lot of Americans really care about this issue and don't believe it's it's games, don't believe it's it's not true. They know that it's true. Uh, They know something's rotten in Denmark, and they want to do something about it but they feel powerless, right? Every American can go to their county commissioner's meeting every month and demand paper ballots, mostly by county across the country. Georgia, I know, was done by the Secretary of State, but in Texas and other states, probably most states, counties get to decide how they're going to conduct their votes and absolutely demand paper ballots hand-counted You cannot have a computer or machine involved in any part of the process because if a computer is involved in tabulating or in, quote, generating the paper ballot, what they do is they generate a, quote, paper ballot, but it has a non-human readable barcode or QR code on it, and we don't know what that QR code says. It can say, for example, change every other vote for whoever. So we have to go back to the old-fashioned paper ballots. We should have to vote precinct by precinct. It's no big deal to have to vote in your precinct or request a legitimate tracked absentee ballot, um, and we can solve the problem. 
it's going to take a lot of work because, folks, part of the problem that I know, Sydney, is every state literally uh, and every county kind of has different rules to some degree, right? Yep. One county in California just uh, decided to reject the machines and go with paper ballots. And for it to start in California is, is frankly, mind-blowing, but it did. And there uh, there's some other counties across the country that only use paper, but they're not very many, and we need to make it all of them. Now, what do we and do? And I want because our Republican also... governors Go to help more. I don't know why our Republican governors aren't helping more. Because a lot of and, them are part of the our... state, that's why. Exactly. That's the only explanation. And you had highlighted because, that a Republican was cheating in 2004, and you know there's sworn testimony about that and everything else. Look, this is not a partisan discussion. This is a deep state right. shadow government criminals against we the people discussion, right? Exactly. In fact, it was the Democrats who first alleged computer manipulation of the vote and first uh, tried to stop electors from being uh, elected at the electoral college level in Congress and in Congress. And they alleged uh, that they had retabulated the votes, that someone in an unknown location had uh, hacked in or gone in and changed the vote count. Everything, it turns out, that we alleged in 2020 was alleged by the Democrats with respect to Ohio in 2004. And the Republicans came in then in Ohio and alleged that they were they were making things up, that they were using conspiracy theories, that it was as likely as you know Martians walking around the country. I mean, just absolutely outlandish claims, the same things that were thrown against us this year. But the Democrats came in even from Congress and opposed sanctions. I've got a whole article about that whole ordeal up at defendingtherepublic.org too. I believe it's going to take more Americans to get involved to to force this. I don't know what you want to say to force this to discussion, bring this to a head, or whatever you want to say. I think the only way is enough if enough Americans start to absolutely push back. That's the only way we're going to get enough attention to this, right? You're right, and we've got to do it. This is our country we're talking about, and our children's futures. I mean, we're just going down the road to totalitarian fascism. With the government right. telling Twitter and Facebook and all what they can allow to be discussed, and, and that's pure fascism. No question about it. So the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, uh, President Richard Mack, uh, I'm the CEO of the organization. As you know, last July we had a press conference calling on all 3,000-plus sheriffs to investigate election integrity problems. We've got a number of sheriffs willing to do it, but certainly not enough. We had Mike Lindell on stage, Sheriff Richard Mack on stage, Catherine Engelbrecht uh, and Greg Phillips that threw the vote on stage. We really had a, you know what, get out the, the support for this in a press conference. Uh, and now we're working on this even more, and we put together a document. It's not quite released yet because I'm vetting it with a bunch of different people. I've looked at a lot of these documents, and most of them miss the boat on a few things. Even the John Birch Society uh, document uh, misses the boat on a few things. I wanted to cover the 10 points in our document really quick with you, Sydney, and get your thoughts on them. Feel free to disagree or point out something we're missing. <laughs> it's called CSPOA Solutions 
for rebuilding trust in the United States elections, the essential value of political stability. All elections are to be local and state administered. And the general government has zero constitutional authority in these matters. All right, now, then we say personal responsibilities for all registered voters. So this is something that we need to push for individually as groups. I'm not fond of parties because I think they're, they're the part of the problem, according to George Washington in his farewell address, avoid parties like the plague. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously they're they're part of the problem. and In fact, they're, they're a huge part of the problem. So we've got to look at this individually and as groups, right, members of DefendTheRepublic.org, et cetera. But here's the different 10 items that I have, and I want to just pick your brain with these. One, become an informed, committed voting person. We're going to call you a VIP. Vote, but only after you know everything. In other words, know everything about your ballot before Election Day. So you got to get informed to become a vote-in-person voter. That's number one. Your thoughts? I agree completely. There's no substitute for an informed citizenry, and the government's going to fail without it. All right. The second one, become a precinct leader. Get involved in certified positions, poll worker or poll watcher. You have got to get involved more than just going to vote. You've got to go vote in person. You've got to know your ballot and know the issues so that you can really vote intelligently. But you've also got to have, we've got to have enough vote watchers and vote poll watchers and people who are poll workers who can absolutely keep their eyes and ears on everything, Sydney. Exactly. And a lot of people I know have done that since 2020. That's why I say we're making a lot of progress. We just need more. We need to become so overwhelming that they cannot do anything but deal with it. All right, number three, return to precinct by precinct voting with the hand counting of ballots on single day elections. Your thoughts? Uh, That sounds great, too. We've got to stop this mail-in ballot mess that I understand even the RNC favors. Uh, That is extremely disturbing to me. It's more evidence of the uni party. But, yes, we need everything you've discussed so far. And the reason that I focus on precinct by precinct voting is, look, there should have been a lawsuit at every precinct in this country to get to the truth. There's... What well over 100,000 precincts in America. Let's not take it on at the federal government level and let the corrupt federal judges deal with it. Let's make every single precinct deal with it. Okay, these are kind of the a- actions that we should be taking. And then you got to have the hound counting of ballots and you got to vote on the same day. You can't have these voting for weeks and months things. By the time a scandal comes out, if it's not covered up, you've already voted. Okay, we got to have same day ballot stuff. Single day well, that, elections. Plus they use the yeah they use the early voting to decide how many ballots they need to have the mules work on. Uh, there you go. All right, number four: return to paper ballots only. Eligible and registered voters may request a return and an absentee ballot. You can have that. 
but it's got to be requested, and you got to go to paper balloting. Sydney? Exactly. All right, there's the first four. We'll come back with Sydney Powell with more, and I want to see what she'll have to add to our list. We're getting all kinds of patriots to jump aboard to create the best document for solutions we can create. I'll tell you more in seconds. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. A Milwaukee, Wisconsin police officer was shot and killed early Tuesday morning on the city's south side by a robbery suspect they were trying to arrest. The unidentified officer was a 37-year-old with four years of service. Milwaukee Police Chief Jeff Norman. One of our finest who put on that uniform, put on that badge, went into work last night and paid the ultimate sacrifice. Police located the suspect and a foot chase ensued, followed by gunfire. The 19-year-old suspect was pronounced dead at the scene. It's unclear if the suspect died from a self-inflicted gunshot or in the firefight. A 7.8 magnitude earthquake in the Middle East on Monday was followed by a 7.5 a couple of hours later, causing massive destruction across Turkey and parts of Syria and destroying thousands of homes. The death toll rose to 4,850 as rescue workers continue to pull survivors from the rubble. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy called on President Biden to agree to compromises and spending cuts as the two remain embattled over raising the nation's $31.4 trillion debt ceiling. Speaker McCarthy. A responsible debt limit increase that begins to eliminate wasteful Washington spending and puts us on a path towards a balanced budget is not only the right place to start, it's the only place to start. The Ohio train derailment last Friday continued to be a threat Monday. The operator Norfolk Southern has declared the controlled release of vinyl chloride into the air in East Palestine a success. Had this release not been done, Norfolk Southern officials say the tanker could have eventually exploded. Disney Entertainment removed an episode of The Simpsons cartoon from its streaming platform in Hong Kong that mentions forced labor camps in China in a reference to the Uyghurs' struggles, and viewed as unacceptable to Beijing. This is USA News. Attention, small business owners. This could be the most important 10-minute call you will ever make. You may be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee through the Employee Retention Credit. Call Omega Accounting Solutions to see if your business is eligible to recover payroll tax pay during the pandemic. All it takes is a quick, easy, free 10-minute consultation to determine your qualifications. Call Omega Accounting Solutions at 800-309-ERC. Omega's knowledgeable staff will streamline the process of filing complicated paperwork. Omega is the small business champion with teams dedicated to maximizing tax credits. CPAs even turn to Omega for ERC guidance. Take advantage of this exclusive small business tax credit before it's too late. The three-year sunset deadline is setting soon. So find out if you qualify today. Call 800-309-ERC. That's 800-309-ERC. Or visit OmegaTaxCredits.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Attorney Sidney Powell's with me, DefendTheRepublic.org, are talking about a document we created for the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, Solutions for Rebuilding Trust in the United States Elections. We have 10 items. Number five, 
require all voters to confirm their identity by displaying slash showing proof of state ID certified by signatures tied to every legally counted ballot. What do you say to that one, Sydney? I think that's absolutely required, too, and we need to make sure it, they are citizens who get voter IDs. Yeah, and that's why you have to confirm your identity and you have to tie it with your signature to legally count and ballot because that way we can tie the ballot to the signature, the signature to uh, your, uh, you know, are you a citizen or not status. All that kind of stuff can happen. Right now what they've done is broken all the ties that relate to tracing it back to, you know, back to ground, so to speak, right? Well, voting is supposed to be done anonymously. They're not supposed to be able to tie a particular person to a particular vote. That's why it's so important that only citizens be issued cards to identify them for voting purposes. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Number six, each state shall require that all ballot watchers, counters, tabulators certify in writing to the accuracy of the final count under the penalty of perjury. What do you say to that one? Very good idea. Okay, because if we don't have that, there's just nobody accountable. You can, uh, you know, un- unearth all kinds of problems, but <laughs> nobody's accountable. Nothing gets done. You've got to make it personal. Look, if you won't write and sign to the accuracy under the penalty of perjury, why is it good enough for my taxes, but not good enough for you to certify a vote? Good point. All right, just saying. Seven, each state shall require video recorded coverage and publicly available archives on all ballots counted. What do you say to that? Good idea. That way we can go back and we can watch the video and say, hey, wait a minute now, etc. Number eight, each state shall require every state in the union to retain and preserve all ballot records and election papers for 36 months under the penalty of violation. Right now what they do is they delete it before the next election happens. Oh, yeah. That's been a huge problem. They want to override the machines all the time. In fact, they were trying to do that within a few days of the election in Georgia in 2020. And we managed we did manage to get a temporary restraining order in Georgia, but only for a few days uh, before. Apparently, it's like it's like the word came down from on high for the judges to dismiss all our cases on the procedural grounds they used. Well, and the problem that I have with deleting it before the next election cycle is I need to be able to care or compare election cycle to election cycle to find anomalies as well. That's one of the big keys to realizing when there's data that spikes and data that is way below the the trends or whatever. Election cycle to election cycle. You can learn a lot by comparing those. And when they delete it before the next one comes out, it's very hard to do that, Sydney. Yeah, I actually think they should be required to keep it at least four years. Right now, they're required to keep it 22 months under federal law, but nobody follows that and nobody enforces that. Until we have state and federal prosecutors that are willing to enforce the laws we have, we're all screwed. Amen to that. Number nine, 
Each state shall require the timely updating, securing, and multi-party certification of all voter rolls and registration systems. That's very important. Uh, One of the problems that we have identified is a massive inflation of the voter rolls shortly before the election. And then that enables a lot of the machine fraud because one of the things they apparently do is create a pool of what they call ghost voters, uh, people who didn't really vote or uh, in some cases, people went to the polls and found out they'd, quote, already voted, end quote. <laughs> and, and that was uh, the machines voting for them by, by pulling their names from the pool for some reason and, and casting their vote. We've got that's to where, have that's where a lot of times they see people may not have had voted in the last election or whatever else, and they know those are ripe for doing it. Once in a while, they get caught, but for the most part, they get away with it. Yeah, they they get away with it a lot. And, of course, there were a lot, you know, we heard the stories of multiple people, as many as 36 people voting from one address, that kind of thing. Yeah, the voter rolls are a huge problem. One of the things I found was a patent that the Department of Defense funded the research for that allows false voters to be injected undetectably into the voter database. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That brings up number 10. Do all within your power to remove your state from and or prevent your state from joining the Electronic Registration Information Center known as ERIC. You have got to stop your state from joining or get the heck out of that because that's where they jettison scrutiny. You can do FOIA requests or grandma requests and things like that when it's government. But once they turn it over to these clowns at Eric, you have no ability to get the data anymore. Sydney? Yeah, and that's something else that needs to be changed. Anything the government hires a private contractor to do should be attributable to the government itself and subject to FOIA. That would uh, solve a lot of problems. There's no way the government should be able to contract out, any government should be able to contract out any voting exercise to take it out of public scrutiny. That's just simply, I think it's a constitutional violation. I mean, it's just, it's appalling. So we had a lot more issues that we kind of looked through. We combined some to get that list. We, we, we There's so many more things that need to be done. What do you think of our list? Do you think we can add or subtract anything from it or anything should be changed? What do you think? I'm just having all kinds of constitutional scholars and experts and people review this thing. I want to get the best list of where individuals can push for things, right? This can be their kind of talking point, bullet point, solution point document, so to speak. No, I think it's excellent. I mean, offhand, I'd have to see it in writing to really um, to really study it, but as we've talked through it, I think it sounds excellent, and you've caught all the main points. I generally boil it down to three or four paper ballots, hand-counted, real vo- citizen voter ID, and and definitely a much shorter time to vote, and not allowing the counting of votes beforehand so that you can't look in and see who's got what and then figure out how to adjust it fraudulently to make your candidate win. Folks, this is serious business. 
there's a lot of issues that we think are serious in America. Isn't this probably the, the most serious issue for us right now, Sydney? I think it is because it's responsible for all the other disasters we're seeing. I mean, if 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 Trump were still president, we wouldn't be having the problems at the border. We wouldn't have a Chinese spy balloon floating across the country doing whatever it wants to do. We wouldn't have the mess in Ukraine. I mean, they're just endless things where our country would be much better off were whoever installed Joseph Biden not running things. Uh, there you have it. Let's talk a little bit about your book, because a lot of people just can't believe this stuff is so serious. But when they read their book, uh, their eyes open, don't they, Sydney? Yes. Back in 2014, I self-published a book called License to Lie, Exposing Corruption in the Department of Justice, having no idea where it was going to go, whether anybody would ever read a copy or not. And uh, sometime, probably two years later, maybe three years later, uh, Rush Limbaugh got a hold of it and broke Amazon, <laughs> crashed the website uh, when when people started realizing how important it is because the same people that I identify in License to Lie are still in power today. They've just cycled in and out of the Department of Justice. But one of the key corrupt prosecutors named in the book has been in a high position of power in the Department of Justice or the White House since 2014. And they were the most corrupt prosecutors that could be found. They were chosen under the Bush administration to prosecute the Enron disaster and then became chief White House counsel, deputy director of the FBI, the current number two person in the Justice Department. I mean, it just goes on and on. And Robert Mueller's task force, they had roles in that. Andrew Weissman, I've called the lead villain of the book. He's Where's the best place to get license to lie, Sydney? At sydneypowell.com. I'm not even sure Amazon carries it anymore. They'll tell you no hard copies are available, but I have plenty at sydneypowell.com. That's because they lie. Sydneypowell.com, yep. ladies and gentlemen. Defendtherepublic.org. Keep an eye on her work. It's incredible. Thanks, Sydney. We'll have you back. Thank you so much. Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier. And this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. 
Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, hard-hitting talk always at your fingertips. LibertyRoundTable.com, spread the word and share the love. I'm telling you right now, there's so much going on. I wanted to spend this last segment and do a recap of several shows because, man, we've been so busy on the radio, we just haven't had time to get to it all. On Saturday, yeah, uh, last week, Saturday, we had on Chris Carlson with me, and he says, with God, or without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for liberty is God's, but we need to be in the fight. I couldn't agree with him more on that point. But we discussed some great topics when he was on. We talked about the Chinese balloon called Dry Run for the EMP attack. They say nuke at altitude could destroy electronics for hundreds of miles world net daily with that piece and we talked about the another spy balloon traveling over latin america the pentagon confirms and we talked about that and the government first tried to say hey these balloons are no big deal um china has claimed its balloon was a weather balloon and it's not a threat and the pentagon didn't shoot it down at first the pentagon waited they claimed to not hurt anybody they didn't want it to fall on the ground where it could hurt people. But that's not really true. I believe that the government literally wanted that balloon to go diagonally across the United States. Think about it. It started in the northwest, Montana. Went all the way to the southeast out of, what, North Carolina or whatever. Boom, straight all across America. And what I find interesting is Americans are reminded how China responded. When a U.S. ply Spain near Chinese airspace... In 2001, it got shot down. Uh, we couldn't get a hold of the people, uh, the American people, for days. They literally reverse engineered. That's the word I'm looking for. Sorry. Reverse engineered the whole thing. Okay. The Americans, though, claim that these balloons are no big deal. But then why on earth did the government shut down the airport and wouldn't let anyone land or take off? but wouldn't say why. Mr. Mayor, he's a guy who works for the Billings Montana Gazette and is also a pilot. He said, that's weird. He's a pilot. And he said, shutting that down, if it's this inert weather balloon, uh, is insane. Well, it might be a weather balloon like the communist Chinese claim. But the problem with that discussion is is it a weather balloon to just gather data on the weather, like an educational balloon? Or is it weather as a weapon-supporting balloon? Weather warfare. 
Because what's fascinating to me is, did anybody notice besides me? I've heard nobody bring this up but me. Is there a link between Northeast faces ferocious blast and wind chills nearly minus 60? We heard in one place it was like minus 108. Is there any correlation between that and the CCP, the Communist Party, China weather balloon? Look, the weather balloon came just when that freeze came. Now the weather, the balloon's gone and so is the freeze. And that freeze came across. We were super freezing cold in Utah even. And then it just went to the east just like the balloon did. I find that fascinating. And we're going to believe that the weather balloon is not a problem. But yet now you've got a Democrat uh, Massachusetts Representative Seth Moulton said on CNN that TikTok poses a national security threat to the United States and said it is imperative that the government takes swift action against the app. So let me get this right. TikTok is a threat to the citizens, but the weather balloon is not. I don't know if it's a weather balloon or not. All I'm telling you is if it's a weather balloon, it probably relates to weather warfare or weather as a weapon rather than just an inert educational let's monitor the weather and track data idea. Uh, the government might not in the United States might want us not to realize they're manipulating and messing with the weather. So maybe it was a weather balloon. Maybe it was a surveillance balloon. But the government is too eager to first say the balloon's no problem and then too eager to say, well, they were spying on our military. Well, whatever the government story is, I don't believe. I believe that the spying on the military is a distraction, especially when we transfer most of our military to the communist Chinese willingly, our military secrets, our military technology, etc. I believe this was an experimental weather balloon engaged in weather weaponization for weather warfare. I don't believe you can count on the United States to tell you the truth. I don't believe China will tell you the truth either, but I think in the differings in stories, oftentimes we can get little nuggets of information. All right, Amazon's deep government partnerships can ruin your life. Glenn Beck, we played a soundbite of that and talked about it with Chris Carlson. Really, uh, they attacked this family, and the family eventually fought back and won, but Amazon's in bed with the government like nobody's business. It reminds us of the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, unrepentant attitude for the Bernie Madoff scandal. Yeah. World Affairs Brief talks about this January the 7th. Uh, so check that out. But I find that correlation interesting as well. Bureaucracies rarely make apologies, ladies and gentlemen. They only do so unless literally forced to do so by the public. Remember that. Governments don't apologize for their wrongs, only when forced to by the public. When the public and the new media taking center stage create such political exposure that it's they have to. This is also sadly true of churches, universities, the media, and governments. Right? Think about that. That's really critical to understand. Wow, Trump, 
his USMCA. It's full of globalist fine print, folks. We talked about that as well. Remember how Donald Trump touted, bragged about his, quote, rejection of NAFTA and replacing it with the UMCA? The U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement as a wonderful thing? That's bogus. bogus. Now Donald Trump labels Ron DeSantis is a globalist in latest tirade. Now, is DeSantis a globalist? I don't know. Is Trump a globalist? I don't know. But when they start pointing the finger at each other as globalists, but yet they themselves are doing many things that advance the global agenda, I don't really believe in the genuineness of it. Do you? All right, that was Friday or Saturday's show last Saturday. Still available at LovingLiberty.net. Monday's show, we had Dr. Scott Bradley with us, FreedomsRisingSun.com. And we also had guest Sheriff Richard Mack with us, CSPOA.org. And we also had Polk County, Wisconsin Sheriff with us, Brent Walk is his name. He tells the ATF to go pound sand. Sheriff says he will not enforce ATF rule on pistol braces. Sheriff Brent Walk of Polk County, Wisconsin, in my opinion, is an American hero, ladies and gentlemen. He simply will not go along. He won't do it. And I commend him for that. We had an incredible discussion on Monday. The broadcast is available at lovingliberty.net. We also then, second hour, had Lowell Nelson on, incredible broadcast campaign for liberty. We're talking about the Utah State Legislature, and we talked about the, U, uh, the um, Utah HB 131. It's a vaccine passport prohibition bill. We talked really about rights and about how government talks about whether it be the passport bill or water shortages, emergency water shortages, Miners' access to social media regulated. The Point Utah, Utah's innovation socialist community at thepointutah.org. We talked about all these issues in relation to the promotion of socialism and how we the people need to reject that socialism like nobody's business. Finally, we talked about Bill Gates secured hundreds of of millions, perhaps billions of dollars of profits from the mRNA vaccine stock sales before suddenly changing his tune on vaccine technology. Now, I don't believe Bill Gates changed his tune, really, ladies and gentlemen. What I personally believe is he has some other agenda to promote some newfangled plan they have. But it'll be worse. The We'll move from the frying pan into the fire if we follow whacked out psychotic people like Bill Gates. I don't know if they're going to work on uh, backing off of vaccines and then forcing vaccines in our food, but that's where I think Bill Gates is going. He has more farmland than anybody else in America. Did you know that? Bill Gates has more farmland than anybody else in the country. So I think they're going to push for these vaccines. We're going to push back. They're going to be like, okay. But then slowly but surely they're going to mix vaccines or mRNA technologies, which aren't even really vaccines. Uh, They are experimental gene therapies. I believe that will be in our food 
via Bill Gates' leadership soon. It is a shame, folks. It is an absolute shame that this is all happening. I don't even know how to really respond to it except to say this. You and I have better start working on, um, I don't know what you call them, Victory Gardens, is that what they call them? Right? Victory Gardens is the term that we uh, need to really start working on because we have got to start to control more of our food. We have got to start to work with local farmers who will not sell us out and betray us. We've got a lot of work to do, ladies and gentlemen. Right? We've really got a lot of work to do, and I beg on you to help us do the work. The Sheriff's Posse is coming up, cspoa.org, to become a member of the Posse, and you can basically learn uh, what's going on and how to make a difference, folks. You do that by joining the Posse at cspoa.org. Then you can chat with people like myself and Sheriff Richard Mack and many others in a Zoom call. It's pretty neat. So we're working on that. There's a lot of what we're doing to change the game in America. We're going to be having a rally uh, and a training on March 4th in Illinois. Um, we're going to go to Illinois uh, and really uh, try to make a difference there. Um, there's so much we're working on. We need your funding and your support, please. Liberty News Radio. Or, I'm sorry, LibertyRoundtable.com. LovingLiberty.net. Donate today, would you please? Uh, we need your financial support. We've got so much work ahead of us. I'm not asking you to support my family, folks, but I am asking you to help us in the media and in all that we're doing. It is so expensive. We pray for your support financially and otherwise. LovingLiberty.net, LibertyRoundTable.com. We the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, can and will restore America. you got to get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right, will you? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Mm-hmm.